0: Good afternoon and a good morning and a good afternoon to you wherever you may be and happy Tuesday to you, December 21st, 2021, special day, special time, not our normal time that we come before you, but we're so grateful to be here again and we're so grateful to have you join us. If you're joining us live, we welcome you. And if you're listening on our podcasting platforms or watching this in replay, we say welcome to you and a Merry Christmas to everyone. We pray, I pray that you are having a wonderful week as we grow ever closer to December 25th, Christmas Day, which happens to be a Saturday this year. But this Tuesday, we wanted to jump on and dive into the place we left off a week and a half ago. But we welcome you today, and I pray that you are having a wonderful Tuesday wherever you may be. Many are off of work. Uh, I know here in North Texas, the children are out of school. So many. Uh, other places may already be out of school, and if not, I know they will be in the next day or two. And so we are preparing for family gatherings, preparing for great times of fellowship, food, for loving one another. And it is my prayer that so this week we dive into this podcast. It will just in some measure help prepare you as you step into life. that mode Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, moving on Any into the new year. Disappears. And so uh, Spirit, I won't be affection, before you too long, sympathy. but I just wanted Complete to come and give the word of the Lord for the same us today, Having the same love. quicken us equip us, and uh, just a quick announcement, this week we will uh, have three, three different, I will do today, this midday meditation, on the 23rd, which is Thursday, we will do a defining moment segment. And then Friday, um, we will have our Christmas Eve service, the Father's House Frisco. We will have our Christmas Eve service. So there's three times that we will be with you this week and we can gather together to really, if we are to say that Jesus is the reason for the season, then it would behoove us to step into his presence. It would behoove us to not only focus on the purchasing and the preparing of gifts and foods and things for people, but we would prepare our own hearts to remember the one for whom we say is the reason for this day and for this hour. So let us today jump into what I believe the Lord has for us, and I pray you will be quickened you will be challenged more importantly that you will love him deeper and you will pursue him with greater abandon than you ever have before amen father we love you we thank you for this day we thank you for this week we thank you For this hour and this season in which we're in. We ask you right now, Holy Spirit. To come. To saturate the atmosphere we're in with your presence. To saturate our hearts with your presence. To quicken us and to draw us deeper into the love of the Father. Take us deeper into the heart of Jesus, the Son. Allow us to know you in greater measure. Transform us this day. Transform us this day and in this hour that we look more like Jesus and bear the image of the Father to a world in need. In Jesus' name, amen. A week and a half ago or so, we were in Matthew chapter 13, verse 1. The week prior, we were discussing Matthew chapter 13, verse 20, beginning at verse 24 through verse 30, and then the explanation of this parable of the wheat and the tares that started in verse 36. And I mentioned that that passage was very important for us today in this hour as it spoke to the sons and the daughters of God living, dwelling, growing alongside the sons and daughters of the evil one, the devil. And how they matured in this time until the end of the age. And it spoke volumes even to where we are at this moment. And I mentioned how the parable of the sower was important for us to fully understand the parable of the wheat and the tares. And that we would do them in reverse. We would read the wheat and the tares and then go back. And that's what we we began to do. The parable of the sower is vitally important for our lives, so much so that in Mark's gospel and his writing of the parable of the sower, Mark writes... It's my daughter, for those of you who see me waving. She just came to my door. This parable was so important that in Mark 4, Jesus said in verse 13, Do you not understand this parable? He says, How then will you understand all parables? And the reason it is important for us to understand these parables or these sayings is that Jesus said, for those of us who are on the inside, meaning sons and daughters, disciples, he was speaking to his disciples at that moment. But this also pertains to us who are disciples of Christ on, in this day. And if you are not, if you are not a follower of Christ today, You can be right now in this hour. You can turn to him with your whole heart right now at this moment. Recognizing and confessing the fact that you have sinned against God and God alone. That you have not humbled yourself to recognize Christ as Lord and Savior, Master and Ruler of all and committed your life to walking his way in holiness and purity and walking his way and with him forever. You can do that this day and become a believer in Christ, a disciple of Christ, a follower of his that will go wherever he is, do whatever he asks of you to do, live the way that he asks of you to live, It is available right now at this moment for us to turn from our wicked ways, Colossians tells us. To humble ourselves. This posture of humility is a posture that recognizes that there is one greater than myself. And I, the lesser, the weaker, must bow my knee unto him. And he is a perfect ruler. He is a perfect father, a loving father. We can turn today. But he says, Jesus says, that he speaks in parables. That those who are on the outside, not believers, not disciples, do not hear and turn without coming through the door. What door? The door that is Jesus Christ. There is a way to enter in. And he says that I speak in parables that seeing they would not fully see and hearing they would not fully hear. But you, he says to the disciples, it has been given. It has been granted to know the mysteries of heaven for you and I who are believers in Christ there are mysteries that are available to us if we are not understanding partaking of and stepping into the mysteries of the kingdoms it is not because of him it is because we have not pressed in and asked and listened he tells us in Mark 4 to take heed how you hear he says it in Matthew as well take heed how you hear because the one who hears hears by the spirit who hears through the spirit who hears with ears that have been in tune to the things of the spirit not just naturally like all of humanity does take heed how you hear He says, for in the measure that you hear, it will be measured back to you. If you are pressing in to the things of the kingdom, if you are pushing in, you will hear by the way of the spirit. You will ask the right questions. You will not only ask the right questions, but you will wait for the answer. I say that because sometimes we are asking the right questions. But also, sometimes we don't wait long enough to hear the answer to the question we just asked. Take heed how you hear. Am I sowing to the Spirit, which is life? And that the ears of my heart, the ears, my spiritual ears, will be open to what the Spirit is saying. He says that in Revelations. Hearing, hearing. Being able to hear. He says, for the one who hears, more will be given to him. But the one who does not hear that which he has will be taken. We will leave ourselves open to enemy attack. Because we have not heard. You, you know, it's like us living. I, I don't know where every, what every city does. But I know here in where we live, we're in Frisco, Texas. For those of you who are unaware, Frisco, Texas is north of Dallas. We we live approximately 50 minutes, 45 minutes from downtown Dallas, about 25 to 30 minutes from the far north side of Dallas. In our city, we have warning we have a warning system in our city and so different places across the city you will see these big megaphones so to speak am- amplification systems and every so often i believe just 2 weeks ago they did this you will hear sirens going off And usually after the sirens, you will hear a voice saying, test, test. They are testing the system. So that in the event of a tornado, in the event of an emergency, they can use this system to alert residents. Yes, there's more to the system. I get text messages. We get emails when there's storms, all of these different things. But the point I'm making, he says, To him who hears, more shall be given. But to him who does not hear, what he has shall be taken. I signed up for the warning system setup where I get text messages, emails. So in the event of an emergency, I receive messages. Because I signed up, I have. And because I have, I receive more. So when something takes place that I need to know about, I receive that information. But to him who has but does not hear, the ability to have this is there but they never read the information given, never signed up, what they have will be taken. They won't receive the emergency. The emergency system, when they warn, if I'm not in a place that I'm able to hear, that which I have, which is provided for me, will be taken away. Why? Because I won't receive the warning. I'm not there. And I've been given the Holy Spirit at the day I came to Christ. But if I'm not leaning into here, what is available to me, what is afforded for my life, will be taken. It won't be there when I need. I'll give you another example. And then we'll move on. Because I believe we need to. We need to grasp this. This hearing. In the realm of the spirit. This is Jesus's words. Jesus said he would send. Holy Spirit to us. He calls him in John 14, I believe. Either John 14 or John 16. He he says another comforter. In other words, Jesus said, I am the original comforter. I came. The father sent me to reveal himself to the world that comfort might come. I came in healing power, delivering power, breakthrough power. I came with all of heaven. At my disposal, so much so that I conquered death, hell, and the grave. I conquered it, and whoever would believe in me would have everlasting, eternal life, the original comforter. And he says, I am going away. He tells his disciples, so he is also speaking to us. He says, I am going away to back to the father. He says, but I will not leave you comfortless. For I will send to you another comforter. And this Greek word for the word another means one of the same kind. He says, I'm sending one just like me. There are passages of scripture that says that Jesus is the spirit. In Corinthians, it says where the spirit of the Lord is. It's Jesus's spirit, the Lord's spirit, Holy Spirit. There is liberty. He says there are passages that says that the Holy Spirit is called the spirit of Christ. The Spirit of God. He's another comforter. And we're to live by him. Jesus said that he would lead us into all of the truth. Jesus is the truth. I am the truth. He would lead us into the depths of Christ. Corinthians says that he searches the deep things of God, the Father. He will lead us into the depths of the Son, the depths of the Father. Jesus says he will show us things to come. He will guide us. And there are things about the spirit. Gifts that the spirit has the Bible tells us. And though these gifts are available. Not everyone has. Taken hold of every gift of the spirit. That is available to them. What does this have to do with hearing? If I am not hearing by the spirit, that which is available to me, and you can pick whatever gift that may be. And it may simply be from teaching, from religion being in the way. it could be for a variety of reasons and this is not to be critical of anyone or to knock anyone, it is to make a point that there is more for us. If someone does not believe that healing is for today, they may have their finances in order, they may be ass- assured of their salvation which the Bible tells us that the Spirit, Holy Spirit, is the seal. He is the proof that we are saved, that we are Christ. But if someone, they could have so many areas of their life in full order by the Spirit of God, but if this area of believing in healing Has evaded them. He who has. But doesn't hear. Even that which he has. It's available. Will be taken. It won't be there. When you need. For whatever the reason may be. And we can go on and on. On various things. That are available. In the spirit. That we don't into hearing hearing by the spirit what is available to me to us to my family and so we must take heed what you hear how you hear all of these things uh, I was uh, oh man one more example I'm almost out of time and I didn't even hit Matthew 13. Yesterday, as often, my children, I am a very intent right now, intentionally dealing with what my children watch, what we as a family watch, what we listen to, all of those things. And someone could easily look at how I do things and want to call me legalistic. And and I'm fine with that. I'm I'm after, you know, my children being able to hear the voice of the spirit and believe completely and fully in his ability. And so I am, my children were asking me about watching, asking me and my wife about watching a certain movie that they saw that was available on one of the apps that, that we have. And it's funny, this particular app, It's a Hollywood app. You know, I've deleted it or stopped paying for it. But for some reason, we we still have it. And there's still an availability of movies. And uh, I stopped paying for it because of I don't want the open access of my children to certain films and movies. Because I want my children to be sensitive to the things of the spirit, to go after and so they they're aware of this and they'll ask us before they watch something and they ask about this particular movie and i explained to them that one of the reasons i don't want them watching this certain movie i have even gone so far to as movies that we've already purchased uh, via apple tv that we've owned i've gone in to delete them to completely hide them to remove them so that we can't go in why because I told them that these movies have this aspect of magic and a form of things that would be considered supernatural. Again, to look at these and we begin to fix our mind that this isn't real. This isn't real. This isn't real. And we telling ourselves this, but we dull our senses to the fact that the Lord is real. And we don't lean into and step into the fullness of his power because we have watched it in movies and seen all these things in movies and we just push it away and push it away and push it away that this isn't real, not realizing that we may also be pushing away the reality of the Spirit of God moving in our midst and he is real. Dulling watching fantasy and magic and these things so much that we blur the lines between what is real in Christ the reality in Christ of His power, of His glory and that realm of the Spirit because we've watched so much fantasy and magic and so uh, I'm making mention of all of these things because we need to take heed how we hear, take heed what we hear all of this deals with our life and what we sow and what we reap out of it. And so this is where we were in Matthew 13, and I'll, I'll start it again, but I'll end in the, in the next few minutes. I'll, I'll read it again. Matthew 13, verse 1 through 9. On the same day, and I, I pray that you are receiving something out of hearing already, that You've gained something out of this. Even if you've heard it before. That you'll hear it again and say, let me take inventory of my life. Paul tells the Corinthians that we are to examine ourselves. This is a good time. We're coming to the close of the year. We're in the last 10 days of 2021. What better time than to examine yourselves? Paul says examine yourselves to see if you really are in the faith. If you are living according to the way. Am I really living as a true believer? Not as the believer that I'm told I should be. Am I living according to... His measure and standard of am I really living? And so this is a great time to hear something again. To listen again. It's a great time, better than ever, to do it. Matthew 13. On the same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea. And a great multitude... And great multitudes were gathered together to him. So that he got into a boat and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow. And he sowed some seed and he sowed some seeds fell by the waysides and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He, listen to this, here we go again. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. It is that phrase. That you will see in the book of Revelation. Jesus speaking, saying he who has ears. Let him hear what the spirit is saying to the churches. Here he says it again here in Matthew. He who has ears to hear. Let him hear. And uh, at face value, we would immediately say, well, I have the ears. So I am hearing, but Jesus is addressing the ears of your heart for the heart can hear the spiritual man can hear. Can you hear what I am really declaring to you? What I am saying to you in this moment and in this hour, do you know what I have just declared? He tells us in Mark, as I mentioned to start us off that he says, if you don't understand this parable of the sower, You won't understand the others. It is valuable to the life of the believer. It is valuable in this hour of 2021 as we steamroll ahead to 2022. How are you hearing today? What are you sowing into your life? And what are you sowing your life into? Take inventory 10 days for the ending of this year. Take inventory. What am I sowing into my life? Because whatever I sow is what I will reap. This is beyond money. This is a principle that covers every aspect of your life. What are you sowing into? You'll reap it. You'll reap it. You look at every relationship you have. What am I sowing into it? This is what I'm getting out. What am I sowing into my business, my workplace? What am I sowing into my ministry, my home life, my children? It is what I will reap. It is an aspect for all of my life. And then here is the other that I am so passionate about. It is what are you and I sowing my life unto? It is the place of purpose. If you will not give your life and die on that hill that you are called to, that you believe is the destiny for your life, you won't reap. In order to step into purpose, you must die to self you must be willing to give your the entirety of your life for that area for that place for that thing and only when you see the beauty of the master and the beauty of the kingdom and that you are a piece to the puzzle to bringing heaven unto earth a piece of the puzzle that will build a new heaven and a new earth earth is not going away even though many of us as believers are waiting for the destruction of the earth, oh, we miss what John the Revelator says. He says, "I saw a new heaven and a new earth. It will be made new. All that we know will be no more. But you and I have a piece. We're piece of the puzzle." that makes it whole, that fits into the new reality of the kingdom of God, a new heaven and a new earth. What will I give my life to? What am I sowing my life for? Verse 10, and the disciples came and said to him, Matthew 13, 10, why do you speak to them in parables? He says, because it has been given to you. Who is the you? those who follow me wherever I go those who says I am I will be your disciple those who recognize themselves as sons and daughters and posture themselves as such but to them it has not been given for whoever has to him more will be given here it is again similar phraseology not the hearing but whoever has be given to him more will be given And he will have abundance, but whoever does not have similar to whoever does not hear, even what he has will be taken from him. Therefore, I speak to them in parables because seeing they do not see and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. Then he goes on, he says, but blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear verse 16 verse 17 for surely I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desire to see what you see and did not see it and to hear what you hear and did not hear therefore here it is hear the parable of the sower verse 19 when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and I did this verse a week and a half ago if when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it The wicked one, the devil, the evil one. He sends his lower level demons. He sends his agents. They come out. This is this picture of birds devouring it. Falling by the wayside means they came right off my life because I didn't lean in for understanding. Living by the Spirit. He, Jesus said, will guide you into all the truth. It is he. Who leads me into this place of understanding. He is the spirit of wisdom. And understanding we are told in Isaiah. He's spoken of in Proverbs. He gives wisdom and understanding. It is this walking and leaning into the spirit. And for him where the the person where the word is sown. And they do not lean into Holy Spirit. Where there is a measure of understanding. It says the wicked one. The he comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who received by the wayside. The second person's stony places, but he who received the seed on stony places. This is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. He loves what was said. He hears it and he takes it. It's, it's why uh, we need to hear things over and over again. I, I think there was a study that said and I don't know the, how true this is you know this is just one study that says we only remember or take in 10 to 20% of what we hear one, one time but to hear it over and over again uh, I know I have a habit that I started when I first became a believer and, and I will close I see what the time is that when I became a believer and I would listen to teachings because I was hungry as I read the word and wanted more understanding, wanted to hear from men and women who had given their life to this gospel and the teachings the Lord had given to them. You, I didn't just hear them once. See, we are in a generation today that loves tweets and soundbites not recognizing that the enemy is lurking to snatch away and take from us what has not gone into our heart. We love these little quick sound bites. Give me reels and tweets. They're quick. And I think I have these quotes, but I haven't learned the depth of a person's life. We don't want to read books anymore. But yet there are men and women who have Spent 30 to 40 years of their life living for something and they write it in a book. And in a matter of two hours or less, you can gain, you can begin to extract and partake of what has taken a man or a woman 30 years to flesh out. But we don't want to do that anymore. Not knowing that we are falling into the enemy's traps. We don't want to listen to full excuse me we don't want to listen to full um, messages we just want quick sound bites and be able to quote things as though we know them but i developed the history and i still do it to this day i listen to messages over and over and over again attempting to extract what the lord has for me That I can live in and begin to let my life be shaped by what the word of the Lord is saying. He says here, the stony places, he receives it, he immediately receives it with joy. But there's no root in himself. And I'll stop here again like I did two weeks ago or a week and a half. I mentioned living in new neighborhoods, in a new house, having no root in himself, The, the trees in your yard, they first plant them, they put straps on and anchor the straps into the ground because that baby tree doesn't have roots that are strong enough to withstand the winds and the storms that will come. And without the straps on either side of the tree, it will topple over. But with the straps and every wind blow and gusts of wind and storm, it forces the tree to stand and send its roots down deeper. When there is water and rain and then there's a period of time where there's no rain falling, that tree is standing firm. Its roots go down deeper in search of the water. We receive it with joy. Immediately receive it. But are we willing to dig deeper? We'll go to a service and we'll hear a great message, but will we listen to it again? Will we take notes and go home and dig into the scriptures that we might develop roots inside of ourselves? Will we stand when there's resistance that comes for the word's sake? Or will we just back off? He says, yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. These are those on stony places. When tribulation and persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. It is why when there are times of great joy, prosperity, success, time, you dig into this word. You dig when you are not inundated with so many things of life and you take periods for yourself. You dig into the word. You listen to teachings. Why? Why do you want to do these things when tribulation and persecution arises? Because they will come in your life, in my life. They will come. But you spent the times of prosperity. You spent the time of success and overcoming Building roots in yourself with the word of God. Letting them go deep so that when all of these things come, you're able to stand. See, the person who doesn't dig, I'll give you an example. I'm not, this is not gloating on myself. For nearly 24 years, I've been reading this word. And I continue to dig. I hear someone teach and they mention the scripture. I will go to that scripture and read the entire chapter. Not like I haven't done it before, but I wanna see what they were saying and I wanna dig more because there's more here. For 20 years, I have been reading books. These bookshelves you see behind me, this is just one. There's a second here and these are only two. I have maybe 10 to 12 more cases In my house because I don't have a library large enough to contain the books that I have. Ten other cases full of books. Just since, I believe, June or July, I have read eight to nine books just in the last six months of this year. And I know there are others who have read more than that. And I'm not speaking about myself. What I am saying is I'm digging for the more of God I'm reading these other books of people I'm strategic I don't just read any book but I read books of people who have dug deep in the word and long. and the Lord has given them a word for this day and an understanding of an aspect of living that I need for my own life Uh, books that highlight the scriptures You know, I read these books and they talk about scripture and immediately I jot them down. I want to remember so I can go into that passage of scripture. I'll read their books with the Bible next to me. What am I doing? I'm letting my roots go deep, deep, deep. So I have seen so many people with gifts. The Lord has given them gifts. Some greater gifts than what he's given me in the sense of more dynamic. Given them abilities. They have great, you can see that there's great power available in their lives. And then the very first wind of adversity that comes and they're done because they haven't gone deep and let their roots establish themselves to stand. Truly, this life with Christ would be more considered a long distance marathon than it is a sprint. The 100-yard dash. It is about this life with Christ is about the history that I develop with him and live with him and walk with him here on this earth and not just this fly by night thing. And it requires continuous study. Never, never should it be that any one of us, no matter how long we have walked with Christ, never should it be that we ever come to the place that we're no longer in school. That we are no longer learners, no longer developing, no longer grasping for the more, for greater understanding of him. Because the moment that we do, we stop the change, it stop changing, and we begin dying. This will forever, Hebrews 4 tells us that this word is alive. It is living. Therefore, you can read it today, and next week you can read the exact same passage. And he will show you things that you did not see next year, three years, four years from now. You will read and there will be a depth of revelation that you have never seen, though you have read the passage dozens, 50, 100 times, and he can show you more of himself. He has no root in himself. He hasn't been digging daily. He says this is our daily bread in Matthew 6. Every day, we ought to be digging for more. Every day, digging so that we can stand. For we have not fully seen the full measure of persecution that's to come. Scripture tells us in that great and terrible day, that dreadful day, there will be evil, persecution, torment, and things like we've never seen. But there will also be great glory, Isaiah 60, like we've never seen. Isaiah 60 says there will be deep darkness. But there will be a light greater than the darkness. There will be darkness like it has never been seen, but there will also be glory. I will tell you, the ones who are able to stand in the glory are those who have roots that go so deep. They're able to stand, withstand the darkness that they might see the light. We'll pick up from there later. I pray that you receive something out of the word today. I was blessed. I don't know about you, but I thank you for joining me on this Tuesday, December 21st, this special time that we join together. And remember that we will be gathering for defining moments on the 23rd in two days. And then we have our, at the father's house Frisco, a Christmas Eve service. We just want to fill our lives. As we close out this year, as we come into Christmas Day, which we will declare it's Jesus is the reason, then let's put him first in everything. As we close out this year, as we come to Christmas, we want to fill our lives with more of his word, more of his heart, more of his presence, that we will end this year soaring and enter into the next, soaring even higher. Amen. Father, we love you, and we're so grateful what you've done and what you're doing and we just magnify you we honor you we lift you up and we thank you for speaking to us this day now we ask that you would have your way in us this day and the remainder of this week the remainder of this year that you would have your way in us bring us to this place that we truly examine ourselves and we're honest Real and raw with us as to whether we are truly living in the faith that you have established for us. And if we're not, Holy Spirit, I ask that you give us more, that you help us to live your way and not our own. And if we are, pour out more, that we go deeper and further and higher with you. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. I just thank you for joining us today. And I pray that you will have, if I don't see you again, you can't tune in on our next broadcast coming up, can't join us for service on Christmas Eve. I pray that you and your family have a wonderful, happy, merry Christmas together. And I pray that the presence of the Lord Jesus would be in your midst Christmas Eve, Christmas Day and He would overwhelm you overwhelm you to the place that you fall in love afresh and anew with Him so I bless you, I thank you for joining me, you have been listening to Midday Meditation at the Father's Table the podcast of the Father's House Frisco and yours truly, Pastor Ronnell Tate, I bless you and I will see you next time right here at the Father's Grace. table. God bless you. Bye-bye.